many people, just by show of hands, I know there's some in here, how many people know somebody that if you're honest, they're hard to buy for? Anybody, come on, come on. How many, you know, how many of you are sitting next to somebody that's hard to buy for? Parker, you're, you're doing a lot of gift buying, are you, Parker? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I have some people that I have a difficult time buying for, but somebody, and I don't know who it was, but I'm so, so grateful. Somebody made my life so much better with the invention of the gift card. Anybody so grateful at Christmas for a gift card? Where's my gift card people at? Yes, I love a gift card because with a gift card, you can, you can just get whatever you might you know, your little heart can desire. I have a few gift cards this morning. For example, I'll, I'll just come down here. Anybody from the Colby or, or Hayes area, is anybody from the Colby or Hayes area like scooters? Does anybody enjoy scooters? I saw in the back, in the back. Elliot, come here and help me run. You're gonna be my runner. <laughs> You're young. In the back, raise your hand up right there in the very, very, yes, the, yes, Right there in the plaid shirt, or the, yes, right there, Elliot. Congrats, $25, keep going, one more. Elliot, right here. He's, he's young, but he'll get it, yes. $25, uh, any local people, Oakley people, anybody enjoy Sunshine Bakery? Sunshine Bakery, Elliot, Nick, I need you too. Elliot, uh, give one to Kylie uh, back there, and Nick, maybe, uh, maybe to Harper right here. You see Harper in the purple? Uh, thing. This won't, uh, this won't matter to anybody in this service. Uh, I know we'll probably throw this one away. Uh, Amazon.com. Does anybody use Amazon.com? Oh, Elliot, Nick, you've got to stay here. You've got to stay with me. Jennifer Crotz uh, right there, or her daughter, either one. Uh, this would be Elliot, Jennifer Crotz right here, right, right there. There it is. Um, this would be maybe more for the moms. I don't want to, you know, typecast or whatever, but this might be for more of the moms. My, my uh, wife loves this place. And does anybody go to Kohl's? Does anybody shop? Anybody shop at Kohl's? I've got you, Heather. I've got you, Heather. <laughs> this is a good things happen, ladies and gentlemen, when you sit close to the front. <laughs> Let that be a lesson. Let that be a lesson. Uh, for the kids, and again, I le legitimately had to ask my son about this yesterday because I don't know anything about it. For the kids, any kids play Roblox? Any kids at all play JoJo? Right there. You know who JoJo is? Right there in the white? Let's get your eyes checked later next week. <laughs> Let's get you an appointment for that. Uh, okay, you guys can say that. You know what the beautiful thing is though, and I do have one more. Those are all wonderful. But what I like more than anything, both to give and to receive, is my friend the Visa gift card. Because the Visa gift card encompasses all of those other gift cards in one gift card. If you want ice cream, you can have it. If you need wrinkle cream, not anybody, not you, but if so you know somebody that needs it, you can have it. If you need to buy a tool, Visa gift card, if you need to hire somebody that actually knows how to use the tool, Visa, Visa gift card. Could anybody at Christmas, anybody at Christmas use a Visa gift card? I don't know your name, but I'm coming your way. 
this has got $100 on it, and so you just go get yourself something nice. <laughs> I love Christmas. And the story of Christmas is very similar. The story of Christmas is that Jesus came, and you've heard the story. You've, I mean, this is not your first time hearing the Christmas story. Brooke read it so beautifully, but you've heard that story before. But what does it, like, what does it matter? Why are we here? Is, is it just so that we can, you know, check it off the box of, I, it's Christmas, so this is what we do? Or is it maybe something more? Well, Isaiah was a guy that lived about 700 years before the birth of Jesus. And Isaiah was what, in Christian circles, we would call a prophet. And a prophet is somebody that's been gifted uniquely by God to be able to see things that are in the future. Not a, like a horoscope thing, but just this gift that he had. And so Isaiah saw about 700 years into the future, and he saw the birth of Jesus. And Israel, where he was at, was in so much chaos and in so much turmoil and had so many, so many challenges. And Isaiah, looking into the future, tried to comfort the people in his community and the people where he lived. And he said this, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. In other words, there's, there's something coming on those living in the land of not just a little bit of darkness, but like deep, challenging darkness, a light has dawned. And depending on your situation this morning, today, you might just be having the best season of life. Everything is going smooth, everything is wrinkle-free, and I'm so grateful for you. Merry Christmas. Some others, though, are in Isaiah's world of just living in some darkness. Darkness with my decisions and darkness with some relational challenges or some financial challenges. And if you were to be honest, you're, you know how to put on the smile to come to Christmas Eve, but man, when you get home, it just feels a little bit like deep darkness. Maybe for some of you, it's darkness that you haven't told anybody about. I mean, from the outside looking in, you're great, but when you get alone just at your house, when it's just me, myself, and I, I just, in some deep darkness. Merry Christmas. Because Isaiah would go on to say, for unto, and then we've got to decide, what do we put in this blank? Depending on what type of church tradition you grew up in, or depending on what kind of um, relationship with church or Sunday school, or maybe there isn't, you, you put a blank in here. And for some people, the blank that they put in, for unto the good behaviors, or for unto the good church attenders, or for unto the people that have their life buttoned up and are actually in pretty good shape and don't have a lot of chaos, well, for those, God has come. And God wants to be close to those who, you know, kind of have their life together. But at Christmas, we are reminded that that's not what Isaiah said. Isaiah said, for unto, well, for unto you. For unto us, for, for us that, yeah, maybe we have our life buttoned up, but for also the people that have left some shrapnel in their wake. For unto the people who life is pretty wrinkle-free, and for also the people that have known what is right and purposely decided to do what was wrong, and it's brought some damage. Or some people that look back and have some regrets and have some brokenness and have some turmoil in their, their past. For unto us, there's been a gift. And this gift encompasses everything that we could need. 
At Christmas, we are reminded that what we celebrate, that Jesus' coming, is not just kind of someday, one day in heaven, maybe that'll all work out, but it's on this earth today where I am that Jesus has come for me, and in the arrival of Jesus, the advent, that's what we've been celebrating these last four weeks, the advent of Jesus, that Jesus has come to solve the problems that I couldn't solve for myself. So for unto us, a child is born, a son has been given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and they will call him Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And so if I could just for about 10 minutes, if you'll hang with me, I want to show you in this one little sentence why Jesus coming means a lot for your day in and day out life. Not just at Christmas, not just at Christmas Eve, but in February and in, in summer and in the days where life is just in total disarray, Jesus has come for you. Wonderful counselor, he answers the decisions of my life. When I'm confused and when I'm asking, man, what is this life even all about? What am I here for? Is this, some of you have asked this question, is this all there is I mean, I've got the job and I've got the family, but there's something inside of me that just feels a little bit empty. And some of us in this Christmas season, we're battling with some decisions. Where do I go and what should I do and what direction should I move in? Should I take that job? Should I move to this? Should I buy the house? Should I start the business? Should we start a family? What, what do I do? Well, Merry Christmas. Because unto you, a child is born and he is wonderful counselor. Just somebody that walks life beside you that says, I, I want to hear, I want to direct, I want to give insight, I want to give encouragement, that he understands you, that he sees you, that even when you're overwhelmed, he's not overwhelmed, when you're confused, he's not confused, he's just, he's just a wonderful counselor, not the, not the God that you might have heard about that's got his fist and is ready to get you if you don't shape up, and I got to be careful walking into church because if a person like me walks into church, lightning might strike. Not that God. No, wonderful counselor. Not only wonderful counselor who answers the decisions of my life, but we've also been given the gift of a mighty God, and mighty God, he answers the battles of my life. Because in my life, and I don't know about for you, but in my life, there's, there's seasons and times where I've just got some trouble. And the trouble is bigger than I can figure out on my own. And the trouble is bigger than I can kind of navigate and manipulate on my own. And I have needed at different seasons in my life a God that is bigger than me. A God that's bigger than my problems. And what Isaiah said is that for unto me and unto you and unto us, a mighty God has been given that nothing that we face is bigger than him. That everything that we come up against in the light of Jesus is small and finite, even when I feel overwhelmed. There's some things that you face that, man, you just, you just need somebody to face them with you. Merry Christmas. Because for unto you a mighty God has been given. And we all, here's, here's what ties us all together, by the way. The thing that ties all of us together is we all have faced a similar problem. We've all faced the problem of what do I do with my sin? What do I do with my sin? Because, yeah, I'm better than some people, but I'm not as good as others. And so what do I do with that? Do I just hope that my good outweighs my bad? Well, where, is it on a sliding scale? And what if I really lose my temper and then I get hit by a bus? What, what do I do with that? Well, a mighty God has come. And a mighty God has come to solve the problem that we couldn't solve for ourselves of what do I do 
with my sin. Jesus came so that we could be confident. I, I'm not perfect, but I know whose I am. I am with God. He solves that problem. So there's a wonderful counselor who walks through the decisions and the confusion of your life, a mighty God who answers the, the, the battles of my life. And then we've been given an everlasting father. And the everlasting father answers the loneliness of my life. And for some of us, this is difficult because you grew up in a house that dad wasn't around or you wished dad wouldn't have been around or there's just some, some tension there. But what Jesus introduced is this picture of God as a father that is better and more wonderful than we could ever imagine. And he answers the loneliness of my life. He answers the question, does anybody care? Is anybody interested in my life? Am I connected to anybody? When the baggage of my yesterday kind of shows up in my today, is there's anybody that's going to be with me? Nobody understands me. Nobody's here for me. Well, Merry Christmas. Because for unto you, no matter what your life has looked like, a child has been born, and he will be called Wonderful Father. He'll be called, he'll be called Everlasting Father. There's this great story, and you've heard it in the New Testament, whether you're a church person or whether you're not. There's this wonderful story that Jesus told in the New Testament that gives us a perfect picture of what God as a father is like. This son goes to the dad, and essentially he says this, Dad, I wish that you were dead. So can we just pretend like you're dead and you give me the money? So the father says, okay, we'll just pretend like I'm dead. I'll give you your inheritance now. You know the story probably. The son takes his load of cash. He goes to a distant land and he blows all of it in wild living and parties and women and just lives it up. And then a drought hits and he has to eat with the pigs and it's just his life is just falling apart. And he wakes up one day and says, I'm going to starve to death if I don't go back home. And so he gets this speech in his mind, and he says, I'm going to go to my father, and I'm going to say, Dad, I'm no longer worthy to be considered your son. Would you take me on as one of your hired servants? Because I've, I've shamed you. There's so much shame on our family name. Would you just make me one of your servants so that I don't starve to death? And as Jesus is telling this story, you can feel the tension. What is the dad going to do when he sees the son coming? And Jesus tells the greatest story of all time. And he says that when the father saw his son a long ways off, not even close to him, he hadn't had a chance to apologize. He hadn't had a chance to promise he was never going to do it again. When the father saw his son a long ways off, the father ran to him and he hugged him and he kissed him. And he put a ring on his finger and he put a robe over him and he said, I'm not, I'm not interested in you being my servant. You are my son. That is the father that's been given to you. And so here's good news at Christmas is that no matter how far you've wandered, no matter how many times you've said, I'm gonna go my own way, I'm gonna do my own thing, at the moment, at the instant, before you could ever clean up your life, at the moment you turn towards God, your heavenly father says, welcome home. It's not just a sign that we have on the front doors. It's that's what Jesus invites you to because at Christmas given to us, the people that are, if we're honest, have a little bit more in common with the prodigal son than we would want. There's been given a father that's everlasting, that he doesn't shift and change based on me. It's just in his nature. He loves me and that's who's been given to me. And then the Prince of Peace. 
wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and the prince of peace. And the prince of peace answers the storms of my life. Somebody said, I don't know who it was, but somebody said that peace isn't the absence of storms, but rather it's the presence of God inside of those storms. And I wish here at Christmas that I could say, hey, if you'll just come to church about 90% of the time, your life will be smooth and wrinkle-free and you won't have any trouble and it'll just be all perfect. I can't promise you that. Your, your life might not get better. It might not smooth out. There might continue to be chaos. But given to you as a gift is peace in the middle of it is peace in spite of what's going on around me because the promise of scripture is that God is not distant, that he's not uninterested, that he's not uninvolved, that he is not far away from you, that he is close, that he's big enough to hold the universe and yet he's close enough to you. And he wants to hear and he wants to be near and he wants to give you the peace that only he can give. And so here at Christmas, that whatever you're going through, this, this might, again, your Christmas might be awesome. Yeah, everything's going great. I'm so, so, I'm just rejoicing with you. But for some of us, we're just in that tension of I kind of am just ready for it to be over. I'm kind of hoping that in January life will slow down. I'm kind of hoping that next year is gonna be better. I'm kind of hoping that maybe a little bit of light will come out of the tunnel. Or maybe you're somewhere in the middle. The message of Christmas is just very simple. Is that Jesus is exactly what you need. Jesus at Christmas is exactly, exactly what you need. And the message from 2,000 years ago that the angels gave to the shepherds is still the message today. My favorite line of the whole scripture and certainly the Christmas story is when the angels announced to the shepherds that Jesus had come and it says this, Brooke read it so beautifully for us. The angel said to them, hey, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I bring, my favorite sentence in the whole Bible, right here. I bring you good news. Can I, just, can I just say this, just as your friend, that if there has ever been a time in your life that the message of Jesus Christ has ever been presented to you in some other way than good news, that was their fault, not your fault. That was the preachers or the priest or the Sunday school teachers or the parent or whoever it was. That was their fault, not your fault because the message of Jesus has been, is, always will be, it's good news. It's good news. And it's not just good news for the behaviors. It's not just good news for the good church attenders. It's not just good news for the people that have their life buttoned up. It's good news for all people, especially the people that have got some problems in their wake. Because Jesus said, man, I, di I didn't come for the healthy. It's not the healthy that need the doctor, it's the sick. I haven't come to call those who think they are righteous, but those who know that they're sinners. There's good news at Christmas that Jesus has come for you and Jesus wants to be close to you. It will cause great joy. Does the message of Jesus, does it, are you receiving that as great joy? You should. It's good news and it should bring out from you great joy because Jesus has come today in the town of David a savior. That's what we all need. Jesus is everything that we could need. A savior has been born. Who does he born to? He's born to you. Yeah, but, but yeah, let me tell you about my life. Yeah, he was born to you. Yeah, but let me tell you about my history. He was born to you. 
yeah, but one time I did this thing and then I really did it and then I got arrested and then I did that, was born to you. And he invites you. Not the you that gets yourself cleaned up and then. Not the you that kind of, okay, let me fix some bad habits and then. Not the you that says I need to kind of get all tidied up and no, just come like the, the prodigal son. Stinky, dirty, a mess, and you just take one tiny little step to a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting father, and a prince of peace, and you just open yourself up to the Savior. It's just good news. Been born to you in the town of Bethlehem, a Savior, and he is the Messiah. This just means God's final king. If you've ever wondered what Messiah means, it's God's final king. That there'll never be anybody greater. There'll never be anybody better. He is the Lord. That's the gift of Christmas. That's when we celebrate the manger and when we light the candles here in a little bit, that's what we're celebrating. That unto us, and we're all included, nobody's left out in the cold. In the city of David, a Savior has been born, and he is Christ the Lord. Let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for Christmas, and thank you for Jesus. And so, Lord, I'm praying this morning as we are in the, the throes of all of the Christmas chaos and family is here or they're on their way and we've got food to cook and last minute presents to wrap and all the wonderful things that come along with it. Lord, I am praying that we would know Jesus exactly the way that we need to know and see Jesus. Lord, I'm praying for those that in this season are facing some difficult decisions, trying to find their way through and navigate their way through some hard choices. I'm praying that to them, that you would be known as a wonderful counselor, that you give direction and insight and clarity that we can't get on our own. Lord, I'm praying for those that need strength, that you would be known as a mighty God. That Lord, for the problems that overwhelm us and seem like they're gonna overtake us, would you come close to those in that situation and in that season as a mighty God? Lord, for those that might be lonely and missing somebody at Christmas, there's an empty seat at Christmas, maybe for the first time, somebody that has wandered away, Lord, would you be to them that everlasting Father? And for those that are fearful and anxious and worried and aren't sleeping well and are giving themselves ulcers because of what's coming in the future, I'm praying that you would be the Prince of Peace. And for all of us, that you would be our Savior that we would take a step towards you because you came so far for us. Thank you that you were given to us as a gift. Help us to receive it with thankfulness. It's in your name that we pray, amen.